0: But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. With me, as always, rolling his shirt up like Chance Warmack in the garage to show off a beautiful belly to the rest of the world. Brandon Newman. Brandon, what's going on? I'm doing well. Obviously, like you said, I have my belly
1: out, so anytime I'm gonna get a chance to show some skin and, and not uh, scare any children,
0: it's a good day for me. It's a body positive big boy podcast. That's what we do around here. And it's a podcast that is going to get even bigger today. We are very excited to welcome Marshall Newhouse in. Former NFL vet, 11 years in the National Football League as an offensive lineman for a variety of teams, which we will get into. He has played with and alongside some incredible players, and we thought because, man, we're in the dog days of summer right now. We just got done with Major League Baseball's all-star break, and we are hurting. NFL training camps are right around the corner, which also means for us, previews are right around the corner. We've Mm -hmm. got conference previews in the world of college football. We've got division previews coming up in the NFL. All that's very excited. So we thought we would have Marshall, who is a veteran of many training camps at many teams, a proud TCU alum. We thought we'd bring him in to help get people up to snuff on what you need to know in order to be ready for an NFL training camp if you're getting ready for one. So I was always – I was obviously
1: excited, surprised when you told me that you had secured our guest's uh for today you said Marshall Newhouse is is down to jump on with us I'm like oh shit nice right like we had nothing now we have a big something and a great something and then I opened up this call and he is in your living room with you which was very jarring so I I thank you for
0: uh spicing up our relationship if you will can you continue to surprise me That's what we try to do, man. Bring a lot of people into the podcast bedroom to keep things interesting. So Marshall's awesome. We will revisit one of the more iconic moments for any offensive lineman's career that if you know Marshall Newhouse, chances are it could be for this moment. But he is so much more than that, like an onion. There are many layers to this incredible career. But Brandon, before we get to that, big news out of the NFL. Now, you may think I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo because Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, reported that the 49ers officially gave Jimmy G's agents Don Yee and Carter Chow permission to seek a trade. Garoppolo has been cleared to start practicing, per team sources. The Niners are expected to exercise caution with him this summer. Remember, he's coming from offseason surgery on his throwing shoulder, and he's been cleared to start practicing. So he's the last guy in the musical chairs game of quarterbacks that we know is coming up this offseason, which is great. Love that for Jimmy. Love Adam Schefter even more, giving us that in the middle of a week at the end of summer, knowing the content gods kind of needed some help. Absolutely. But that's not the real story. No, it's not. No, No, it's not. The the real news from ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter is that friend of the podcast, even though he hasn't been on the podcast yet because he's a friend of ours in real life going back back in the day, courtesy of Adam Schefter, Tom Brady has a new tight end target in Tampa. Former Vikings and Giants veteran Kyle Rudolph is signing a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers per source. Our boy Rude Nasty, a.k.a. Rudy, a.k.a. Big Country, signing a one-year deal to go down there and play with the GOAT Tom Brady. Anyone unfamiliar, Kyle Rudolph was part of the recruiting class uh, with us that came into Notre Dame. He was one of the guys I lived with for three years out there. His oldest, One of his oldest twin daughters is my goddaughter. Brandon, you have been on his show. Shoulder, laughing your ass off since the Army All-American hey. game we were at together. So 12 years in to see this for Kyle and to see him get an opportunity to go down and play alongside alongside Tom Brady on a team that just had Rob Gronkowski retire and claim multiple times that he is committed to staying retired and has a real shot to win a ring in a very light NFC is pretty awesome for Rudy, man. I mean, it's, it's so good. It couldn't
1: happen to a better person. You know, we have... We have friends in the league, but for this person to be this friend and as close as we are to him, for him to be going into what, year 12 and, and 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 at this point in time to go with Brady instead of uh, tight in purgatory, you know, the amount of tight purgatory teams that Rudy could and maybe would have signed with. This is amazing. This is so good. This is a blessing and a half. And for many reasons, Mike, we talked about this off mic. This is even more special. And I, I, I want to talk about the, go back before I get there. Lineage. Everybody talks. I'm always talking about Louisville. Well, Kyle Rudolph from Cincinnati, the Nasty Natty, and we spent a lot of time away because he was uh, he was uh, right around right down the street, if you will, uh, earlier on in our career. Um, I I just I'm just so happy for him. And and for a guy like him and a family like his, uh, he just works his ass off, man. He he deserves everything that's coming his way. And I'm very, very excited this year, uh, regardless of what the outcome is.
0: Very excited. Uh, We are going to effort to maybe give you guys a little bonus podcast material with Kyle Rudolph here to talk about this exciting news here. So keep an eye on the feeds here. We know we're taking summer Fridays and such, but we may make the exception for this one since this news broke pretty late last night for people that are listening to this on Thursday, July 21st. But uh, a big congratulations there. And Brandon, you referenced a stat. That will be of particular interest to Kyle. Courtesy of, uh, I'm not going to say the name loud because it's technically another sports book and we're a DraftKings family around here, but uh, at Hard Rock SB on Twitter. Uh, every year that Jennifer Lopez has gotten married, Tom Brady has won a championship.
1: Say it again, say it again, say it again.
0: Every year J-Lo's gotten married, Tom Brady's won a championship. This is now four times that this has happened. And as the Bucks right now are very, very one of the few teams, like we said, in the NSC that anyone thinks is capable of winning a Super Bowl here, bodes pretty well. Bodes pretty well. We know basically Brady averages winning one of these things like every other year. So all the stars aligning right now for Kyle to potentially be a part of something special.
1: Oh, definitely. And, and for some reason, I think a lot of football fans, Tom Brady fans or not, have a feeling that he can get one more. That was, that, that was why the retirement seemed iffy because he ended his career with a, a very strange playoff loss. Like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Mr. Thomas Edward Brady, Patrick, whatever, whatever the name order. Thomas is. Edward,
0: Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Oh,
1: now you're saying it like his dad. Uh, I'm sorry. You have to go out like on the tizzy top. You got to do some Peyton Manning style exits. Uh, Remember, if if, if, if it's if if I'm writing your narrative, sir, like I I think I think I think you got a little
0: bit more to do. Think about the butterfly effect of this offseason, because I believe that were it not for Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington at ESPN reporting that Tom Brady was retiring before Tom Brady himself had the chance to announce that retirement. I don't believe without that you have a Tom Brady who is uncomfortable enough with his exit to come back 40 days after retirement to come out of retirement to prompt a number of the Bucks' other free agents to go out and come back here even though Rob Gronkowski retires that ultimately lands us with Kyle Rudolph as a member of this team so again big congratulations to Kyle hopefully we will have a little extra nugget for you guys in the feed with our boy Rudy but regardless very happy for him and excited with what he's got coming up in year 12 but uh, Brandon before we get to our interview with Marshall new house that again we're very excited for and again if you like all these download subscribe rate and review gojo wherever you get your podcast leave us a five-star rating and a review but before we do that brandon kyle is getting ready to go down and play in very sunny tampa florida probably going to need some shades along the way that is where our friends at knock around sunglasses Come into play here. Because remember, knockaround sunglasses are the beautiful combination of shades that look phenomenal, that give you plenty of different options to choose from, 15 different frames, a ton of colors. There are literally over a billion possible combinations in the current knockaround custom shop for sunglasses that are polarized and only cost around $30 per pair. So you get style with sunglasses, that are also affordable, so you're not worried about going out and living in them and running in them and doing the things that maybe you wouldn't do in an expensive pair of sunglasses, an overpriced pair of sunglasses. These are lightweight, they have great clarity, they're perfect for going out on a run, Believe it or not, I have actually used them for that purpose. Bit of a jogger now. I got the beach strand right by me, so I like to go out, throw on the ones with the blue frames and the blue glasses that reflect that way, and look like I know what I'm doing as a runner. It's incredible. It's beautiful. And you can do it, too.
1: Yeah, I believe you, you have the makeup to once you start moving, like,
0: oh, he does this. I'm telling you, man, the sunglasses help. It's sort of the way that people start with me when I go into like a function just at the shoes. Now they can meet me because my eyes are up here looking at the sunglasses, wondering how this guy looks so put together. You can look put together too. Knockaround sunglasses, again, high quality polarized sunglasses at a truly affordable price. Check out their huge range of shades at knockaround.com. All right, we have realized that In the dog days of summer, as we are staring down a week that has been devoid of almost any real headline, any real news, anything that moves the needle, it means it's truly almost time for training camp. When everyone who's ever strapped on pads starts to get that little bit of an itch. That they need to be somewhere right now, and that is why we enlisted some help here, because if we are going to go back to training camp, we needed to bring another teammate in here, Marshall Newhouse, NFL veteran <laughs> offensive lineman, joining us now here, and Marshall, I should say in NFL person. veteran and now, and now in person, in the flesh, by the
2: way. I, I, I come correct. Most people, you know, this Zoom thing, what is Zoom? I'm, I'm live and in
0: person right now. He, want, he wants you to feel the heat right now. <laughs> and Marshall is. It just said, before we got on air here, one of the best things I've ever heard is, as we all near training camp right now, I got a, a Twitter note from Chris Canty the other day, who was my former co-host at ESPN, who said, every headline that pops up about Madden ratings and everything else makes me even happier that I don't have to get ready to hit anybody in a week here at training camp. And Marshall made the great point that now we're just sweating for free. Just sweat
2: for free. That anxiety, that stress is just gone. Now you got to worry about what's for dinner tonight. Now you got to worry about, you know, what am I going to do on off days, which is every day? You know, it's just different, different. Instead of thinking.
0: How is that feeling for you the first time around because this is your first year where you have looked out and said, "All right, I am not playing football this fall. This is not something I am pursuing anymore." So, not having to worry about training camp for the first time in, I mean, between college and the NFL, how many years are we talking now? I mean,
2: if you even count, you know, high school days since like 04, so, you know, wow. a couple decades. <laughs> so, almost 18
0: years of yeah. training camp. Yeah. Your
2: first fall without that feeling. What's that like? I don't know what to do with myself. It's truly just like someone just kind of, you know how they, they, you know, the magic trick where they try to swipe the the cloth off the table. Like someone did that to me and that cloth was football. And now I'm sitting at the table like, I don't know what to do. I wake up every morning like, well, I have a dog. I should probably take care of him. I just take it hour by hour, day by day, which, you know, I could have dreamed of this moment. I I made it through a great career. And now I'm in a great place to to be young and healthy and have time on my hands. But, They, it's like you know, what's the name from Shawshank?
0: I'm institutionalized. Yeah, I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Well, that's very real because, like you said, you said we were talking earlier, usually about this time. And I remember my dad used to talk about this all the time. Where when he was married to my mom, there was like this two week window before camp where even she wanted him out of the house by that point. If
2: anyone listening, if you know a football player, maybe another sport, the the two weeks before training camp. They're just not themselves. So I just I ask you to give them a little grace, give them a little space, because uh, they're going through it. Mentally, they're going through it. Their body is is anticipating uh, conditioning tests. They're anticip- anticipating putting a helmet on, uh, sweating two-a-days, trying to get a nap in. Like All the stress that comes with camp uh, is running through our heads nonstop for two weeks until the day you report, and then it's real. But you you gotta be
1: feeling some kind of withdrawals from that too, right? Your body probably is still feeling that. Oh
2: no! That, right? oh, no? no. oh no! No, this is this is like a sweet uh, a victory for me. This is nothing. Mm. The thing you know, the thing they say you miss is just like camaraderie and stuff. So I will miss moments of just right. like jokes in the old line room and uh, meeting guys in training table, uh, flying you know flying the games and all that stuff. But this training camp business that's for the birds, my guy.
1: Well, I, I heard that people don't realize what football is like. It's it's about the coming back part, right? It's like, oh, you're free, but you're always coming back somewhere. Like, you're yes. now in a position where, like, they're like, okay, go. And you're like, oh, so there's no report time? Like, no, yeah. I don't. Y'all need to call. Y'all need to check. Let
0: me text you when I get home. Right. Like, <laughs> it is pretty incredible, like, th- that first feeling of – not having a schedule laid out for you because yeah. you're right. Like we're institutionalized. We're all creatures of habit. We're used to, all right, you need to show up now with this, that already prepared right. in this kind of shape and ready to go. So, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to where that, you know, there were not iPads or playbooks. There were actual
2: binders. And the first page wow. in the binder is itinerary. Every day of camp, every hour is accounted for. And you just look at it like, damn, oh, we got, okay, p- pads, no pads, pads, no pads. All right, we, all right. I can make it through there. I, let me get to day seven and see how I feel. And now it's like they have iPads, but now I'm being on the other side. I'm going to call myself a civilian now. Um, there's, <laughs> yeah. just, there's no itinerary, which I, I'm appreciating for sure. No, yeah,
0: now your iPad just holds like Hulu, Netflix, <laughs> all the different streaming services that you need at this point. Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shot-fidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision, and just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjagermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, thirty-five percent alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S. White Plains, New York. I I I am curious for you as we get through training camp. Brandon and I both did college training camp at Notre Dame. Proud TCU Horn Frog alum. Going from college to NFL training camp, first and foremost, there, what was the biggest difference for you? Was one harder than the other in your mind? What was that jump like at first? I mean, the jump is just,
2: it's officially become like a business. I mean, it's like mm. in college, yes, you can technically get cut, you're jockeying for roster spots and all that stuff, but I, I started basically from my freshman year on. So it's just a different, you know, I'm, I'm in college, I'm thinking about, all right, uh, when's who's our first game? It's probably like a big out of conference game. Like, how can we get to that point and be healthy and have my teammates ready to go? And there's still some of that in NFL, but I'm, it's, it's nut cutting time. Every dude you see in the room is competition. Uh, you're, especially if you got, got drafted This is your first time, you're meeting a whole new coach coaching staff. There's people that make all the stuff go behind the scenes that helping you book flights and finding you a place to live. That's either in a dorm room or an apartment or a hotel, and all those things just stack up where you're like, oh, this is for real. That None of this is guaranteed. I might be drafted this, this, this spot, but they could be literally giving me my pink slip. So this is like as real as it gets. And it's just a whole another level of seriousness where you just – then like these two weeks before, this, the anxiety is amped up. You're just like, damn, I got to get going. Whatever you're doing, is was it enough? Was I running enough? Was I doing pass sets enough? Um, and, you know, and not only that, you've got – I got drafted, luckily, to a team that was ready to win. So I'm like, how am I going to contribute or find a spot on the roster when everything, you know, nut-cutting time comes down to actually be here, like, when things are mattering because this is a team that's ready to go to the playoffs or what What have you, whatever situation is, you're just wrapping all that into, you know, your mindset of this is no, no longer a game played by, you know, boys in college. This is, like, grown men. Uh, guys feeding their families, that kind of stuff.
0: So that first team was the Green Bay Packers. So you walked right into a situation where that was a team where you were part of a team that went to the Super Bowl and won. Yes. You were on a team with Aaron Rodgers, a future Hall of Famer. So that alone has to be so different because you're right. You're walking into something that's already established, but you're also staring at a guy in the huddle every day That's a made man in that league, or I probably still was at that point, even as oh, yeah. as long ago as that was. So does that on we always hear about that with, you know, Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, where right. people talk about how it raises the level of intensity every day. Was it like that with Rodgers? I know demeanor wise he seems a little bit different from some of those guys in certain ways. Right.
2: Even with with all their different demeanors, you've realized the severity of this is the meal ticket. There's not mm-hmm. many of these guys on the earth generationally that I've ever come along and you're on a team with one and you see the opportunity in front of you, 2009, uh, I think he got his first start in 08, 2009, they had made a playoff run. He was, you know, putting up numbers, but I, my rookie year was 2010. When even then, like, you know, people weren't sure where to put him. They knew his talent, his arm talent, his, you know, his, his potential as a, as a great QB. But for him that at the end of that season to go on a playoff run that he did is still unmatched. Um, and to actually have the one football that he has still now, um, but you get there in camp and you understand like that's the meal ticket. God forbid I get I earn a place to to be able to protect him whether it's practice or in a game or whatever. Like there's just no messing up. You just can't be the guy that messes up. And so yeah, that adds to the level. And I've now had on the back end I can see I played for played with Aaron Eli Tom. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, like I've played for a lot of guys. You're like, this is the guy you got to, everything amps up. Everything in, in, is elevated. And so imagine that being your first situation. When you
0: walk in the league, you're like, oh, okay. All right. Did that make the rest of those a little bit easier for you? Having understood already what it took to play with a quarterback like that? There was a level of
2: just like, yeah, um, walking the door, having your, having your shit together. And you know, I've, I knew I had the capacity to learn offenses, but all the nuances that they understand on a fluent level, you imagine a language, they know that language fluently. You come into a new situation, you're trying to speed up or catch up as best you can so that when they're speaking a language and there's 100,000 people trying to make sure you don't hear that language, everything <laughs> goes through smoothly and you execute the play and do what you need to do. And so, yeah, there's a, a level of expectation that gets you know smoothed over, but it's still the The stress level is just, like, still high.
0: I love thinking of football as the world's most violent Spanish test. (laughs) Si, senor. (laughs) Si, se puede.
1: Hey, I'll tell you what. If you don't don't understand that playbook, that shit is another language uh, for sure. Now, what is it like with a quarterback hmm, that has a question mark over his head? You know what I mean? Is is there a different level of of anxiety or expectation or how, the feel in the locker room, the feel around the the organization with a quarterback that is not as established, not so much of a made man as Aaron Rodgers or Eli Manning for for that sake, or even Derek Carr?
2: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's you know it's definitely a different feel, but you you share in that with everyone else. You're like, all right, mm. whether it's a talent thing or a youth thing, experience thing, you're like, all right. It's almost—it's weird. We all have to step our game up even a little bit more to give them the best opportunity to grow into this. I was with uh, Buffalo in camp with Josh Allen, his rookie year. Oh, wow. Like, you're, you're like, okay, you see the throws in practice. You see his stature, but he hadn't done anything yet. We're just like, we don't know what to expect. We assume, you know, with Brandon Bean and McDermott, it's been proven now looking back, but you're like, we think this guy's good. We think he can be great, but like everything else around him has still has to come together. Uh, very rarely are we – you know, even in today's age, are we talking about rookie quarterbacks who can lead you to a Super Bowl game or win? Uh, it's you know, there's more of a chance now than there was 15, 20 years ago, but still, right. you're not assuming that's going to happen. But you're like, all right, we need to all be doing what we need to do because he's not even sure what he's doing yet. I mean, it's those guys take two, three years to mature as we're seeing. Um, and so it's a different, it's, I would say it's like a little bit more elevated but it's shared amongst everyone. Even mm. guys on defense are like, "All right, we got to give him another shot. We got to he's going to make mistakes. We got to, you know, if they he turns it over in the red zone, we got to make sure we we keep them holding three points or nothing." And so, like it's shared amongst the offensive players are like, "We got to make him right as be, as many times as we can to put us ourselves in a position to win the game." So, it's a whole nother uh, element to it.
1: So with a less established quarterback, you're almost like, I need to
2: be the reason why we win this game. Like you get, you put a little bit of onus on yourself. Less to, individual, to... but you're like our group, especially linemen are just, we're groups. We're so, right. we're, so, yeah. we're so group oriented. Like we need to make sure that he might need an extra half a second. He might need, you know, to his reads are taking a little longer. He's literally adjusting from in Josh Allen's case, Wyoming, to the NFL with the, the the gaps that he's the throwing lanes that he's looking at. And so stuff like that comes into play and, Uh, When you're at line of scrimmage changing plays and getting the right looks, you're like, we all have to really, really understand. Because, you know, with Aaron, as I was learning offense, there, you know, we'd make adjustments and I could be like, hey, what was that? And he'd repeat it because he knows he's he's thinking two steps ahead of me. With a younger guy or a guy who's not as established, I can't really be asking him questions pre snap. He's got enough that's flooding his brain. Mm. I can't be the one who adds a little bit. So I got to even. I gotta even be more on it the you know in that case. So it's just a whole mental game on top of the physical game that you're playing with a guy who's
0: figuring things out on the fly. With Josh, was there a moment because for so many people you mentioned coming out of Wyoming, his last year there where he didn't have a lot of the same weapons as his junior year, the numbers were down. We know the talk about accuracy with him. Was there a moment his rookie year where you saw? what was coming now, where you said, oh, there's a dude in here right. that they can develop, or was this just a total shock that he was able to improve the way no, that he did? No, I
2: mean, I, th- I would say both. I mean, we can say now, looking back, he has made the most statistically drastic improvements in, in NFL history, yep. at, from mm. a quarterback standpoint, from an accuracy right. accuracy standpoint, decision-making, all that stuff. Um so it wasn't like I thought anyone thought he was bad. We're like, Oh, he's very raw. There's a lot to go here. But you see him make a few throws, you're like, Wow, okay, that's different. That's on this upper tier level of of uh, uh potential. But the wow moment for me was we were I mean, no one expected anything of us as a team. Uh we went into Minnesota, uh they were I think they were undefeated, it was early in the season, um, and that was the game where he hurdled Eric Kendricks. He's yeah. scrambling around and Ooh, I you yes. know you Yes. And I mean, it's like literally like a, a picture pose. You couldn't have done better with a photo shoot where he's hurtling him. He's got his hand on him and he, it's, he's scrambling for a first down. I can know he's running for his life. We're all we're fighting, scrapping that game. We end not winning the game. But you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. Like, oh, because you're uh, not you're just not sure what to expect. But that was instinct. There's no plan. There's no uh, offseason. You know, foot drill that you can do to to mimic hurling a line NFL linebacker right. trying not to die, um, but he did it, and you're like, okay, wow, and that got the whole sideline going. Uh, we again rallied to win the game, and you're just like, okay, he's here. They they saw something in him. Uh, there's a long way to go, but he's got that it that you can build on at
0: least. It's been incredible to watch with him. You talked about some of the other guys there, a lot of big names that you played with. I'm always curious because, like you said, the offensive line is a herd. They move and do everything together pretty right. much here. And occasionally, you'll interact with other groups. Which of those quarterbacks was the best hang? Was there one that was more <laughs> likely to find his way with the offensive lineman and be the one palling around with you guys? I mean, each had their had their moments. You
2: know, it's it's the NFL is such a crazy thing because I come, you know, guys come in league at 2021, 20, uh, and there are veterans in the league who are 35, 36, wife, two, three, four kids. There's just a different levels of stages of life that are all coexisting at the same time but i mean you know it was a being green bay a small town aaron would come we started we'd have o-line dinner night um and he would pop in a lot of those we'd go bowling and he'd, he'd be around for stuff like that didn't see much of uh, eli outside of uh practice but not because he didn't want to he would i would say he'd be the guy you'd want to have a beer with the most just, he always We're, we're all like seeing it. that yeah. now. Everyone's yeah. seeing now that he's done. People are like, "Oh, this dude's just chill. He's just he's a brother." If any if you come from a family with multiple brothers, you're like, "All oh, right, he's just another brother." Like we, not the brother, but our brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. think anyone who's seen yeah. the pleats in his khakis would assume brother? But, listen, this is podcast. Yeah. We don't. We want to make good podcast content. There's no video here to, to <laughs> for the emphasis. But you know, Eli's like that. And now, I mean, even with Tom, you know, Tom has a. A reputation for people who haven't met him or haven't been a teammate with him, but having been a teammate with him, you're like, oh, I like this guy a lot. He, he, uh, he's a really good. He's a good support system. He holds you highly accountable. But he's definitely a guy, even with, he's on a different level of fame and money than anyone. But you're like, I, I'd i like to hang out with this guy. Don't get that many opportunities. I wasn't there that long. I was only there for a season. But you get the sense, like, this is a guy I'd like to hang around. So um, there's a few of those, for sure. Oh, What
1: about the most uh, debated quarterback, the most misunderstood quarterback, but he seems like a good guy as, as the years go on? Derek Carr is starting to win me over. He's someone that's probably had... Kids, by the time uh, you you got there uh, with the Raiders, but ha- how's their car as, as a as a hang?
0: who just came out and said by the way that nobody respects the Raiders this season. Right, they right, don't right. believe in them. So playing the disrespect card early
2: on in this season. He I mean he, he that's been his entire career with the little the chip on his shoulder and that's you know sure. makes him a great competitor. Um, definitely I mean Derek family man I up I have the utmost respect for him as as a, a husband and father. Um, not many opportunities outside the outside the field but you definitely know that he puts on for the O-line. We had a cool O-line group when I was there. Um an entirely black offensive line room, which is unheard of. Oh, and like like, not even uh, just the starters, of the, everybody. Of 14 guys in a room, all were black. Wow. Like Mike Tice, you know, uh, made made a, a a point of that, and that was just like a cool room. Wow. That's, you know, neither here nor there, but it's a cool point to add. But, you know, Derek had all of our respect. We had his respect. It was just a really, a really fun time. And, like, again, another of those guys who were like, all right, I'd go to battle with this guy any day. Well, An entirely uh, right, right. black O line room. Yeah. Wow. Yes,
1: that that is yeah. That's a that's a rarity, and the opposite of what you see at Notre Dame.
2: You can throw shots If it's you can, can throw shots at your own <laughs>
0: yeah, look, look, look. Nobody is safe with Brandon <laughs> Right, yeah, no, no, not at all
1: uh, Past 2020, I think we've had like one or two Every year um, It's just the recruiting So anyways, I <laughs> want to talk about the fact that uh, You're talking about the group mentality And, and making a play on, on your feet And just being a, a baller and, and doing something that gets the, the sideline up Right? <sighs> 2017
2: Miami pause the dramatic pause (laughs) the dramatic pause I I read you, bro. I read don't don't come in here. I I already read. I read I, you I, like a book. Listen, okay, mean you know, this isn't like the like first time
0: you've been asked about
1: this play? I mean, it it happens. Well, from listen, time to time. I'm gonna do a bad job setting it up. So, could someone else please set up the, the play that we're all talking about?
2: <laughs> no, you were on your way. Yeah. you had your dramatic voice on. You finish it, and then I'll I'll, I'll take the hand Okay, off.
1: I don't know who the strip sack was, but all I know is you had a heads up play. You knew where the ball was. You, Thank you, you. You bent over at the waist and got that thing, and you advanced it. <laughs> as as far as you possibly could and i said yes. i would say this the hit looked worse than i i imagine it probably was but uh, i am happy that you're okay but Thank what you. a heads up play by you i want to know was everyone else excited i mean i was i was third down like it was it was a big play
2: that's what makes this play i mean god it's i'm there's like levels of infamy that i'm not okay with that like people associate this with my career which what it's here nor there i i, I Confidence and security in what I've done But also like I can sit Back as, a, as an NFL football player And say I just got got It's just one of those hmm. things where I got got but yeah set it Up 2017 remind me I'm at right Tackle in Oakland uh, playing for the Raiders uh, We have uh, with Pass protection I'm expecting A chip so as you know as a tackle You change your set you set a little bit more Vertical you have room for the running back to Kind of chip a D lineman onto you um, As part of his he gets out and around After that Marshawn who was our running back at the time, who I love.
0: Oh, man. Yeah,
2: he misses on Chip a little bit. So I'm a little off balance, and it was against on Sue. They had run a game or something like that. So Sue gets a short edge. Derek Carr uh, hitches a couple extra times and strips sacks, uh Sue strips Saxon. So I'm trailing the play, and I see the ball rolling down the ground, and I'm about to just jump on it. And then it takes this just – there's like a halo around it, this hop. Up until, like, you know, a couple feet off the ground, we're like, all right, this is a scoop. This is a scoop opportunity. (laughs) And I'm just like, all right, I'll be able to at least get this back to the line of scrimmage. I'll fall down. Da-da-da. We're still, you know, ahead of the chains. We'll be okay. No. My body's like, well, you were built to run. You're, you know, your dad played running back in college. Your cousin Robert played for the Cowboys, played fullback. Cousins played receivers. You got this in you. So let's just see where it goes. Marshall you Newhouse know,
0: confirmed has that dog in I him. I got that
2: dog in me. So let's just see where it goes. And you start running, and now this is an excuse that I built in, and my kids will only know the, the glory of this play. They will never know the infamy of this play. I was wearing studs, and if you're a lineman, yep. you know about the studs on a wet field and how they're not the same as regular cleats. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up my feet just to make sure I don't slip. Yep. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Kiko Alonso, and I'm like, okay. He doesn't look like he wants to hit me up top. He looks like he wants to hit me along low. I don't want to get these studs stuck in the ground and blow my knee out. This is what mm-hmm. I'm thinking in split second time, which props to me. I'm going to pat myself on yeah, the back. Yeah, dynamic right. athlete. I'm just definitely. thinking. I'm thinking on my feet. It's just quick thinking. The only lineman can do. And uh, so <laughs> I'm I'm like, let me like, I don't know, dead leg him and just like, get, like yeah, just like I can kind of slip through and maybe just stumbled forward and like in this play. I don't know. And that doesn't happen. He shoots and just spears my thigh. And the way that I lifted it up and the way I was running, it just, we're talking physics here. If we can go back to your your high school physics class, you know, I just started this helicopter spin that was just, uh, you know, I could have lifted off and gone out of the stadium, but for whatever reason my weight, it just kept me down. It was a humid day that night. It just yeah, the air was yeah. thick, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. A little,
0: little more gravity that day. Yeah, that more gravity for that day. Reason. So
2: when you're wearing you spikes. Know, it's
1: a wet field. So yeah, exactly.
2: the studs are out you know, here. So I spin and the ball comes loose. I land like on my side, just the fat back area. And um the ball's loose. I think they recover and I'm just blacked out for like a split second. Like I don't know what happened. And I'm like Oh, damn, I know what happened now. <laughs> the first face I see is, uh, I think it was Kaleche Ossimile. He's like, dude, are you all right? And he's checking on me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, give me a second. So he helps me up, and like, I'm like taking notice of what happened, kind of already like, damn, that just happened. No one's face is, I can't read anyone's face yet. I'm just too worried about my own shame or, you know, anxiety in the moment. Get to the sideline immediately as, they, as soon as they find out that I'm not dead. Gabe Jackson, Rodney Hudson, Glecce, Donald Penn just immediately burst out into laughter. I'm like, damn. I will literally never hear the end of this. Was that replayed (laughs) in film about
0: how many times? They didn't
2: wait till we got home. It was in the locker room. Wow. We were watching, you know, the clip on ESPN. I mean, uh, on the plane, on the bus ride back to, I mean, before we even got to film, there was just endless ridicule, and I was like, oh, man, and, I got got, so I'll, I'll well, always harken back to when Marshawn says, "Hey, sometimes you get got, but I'm gonna get mine more than I get got." And that's just mm, how it played out. Mm, that's yeah. my one, my one bad one for the my career. It yeah. played out on Sunday Night Football in front of
0: you know millions, unfortunately, and and that's just the way it goes sometimes. It mm. is the way it goes sometimes, but I think in a world now where in this past year we saw so many linemen getting their hands on the football, I, I was a trendsetter. I I feel I like paved like the way. True. So, over your shoulder, if you look right there, I have a Mina Kimes original watercolor of the Robert Hunt screen for a Touchdown that was Mina, I
2: need, a, I need a watercolor or a etch a sketch of my oh, flip that we yes. can auction off for charity. Oh. If you're listening, listen, this is a request from me to you. We haven't met yet, but I know you know me. So, if you can make this happen, I see one frame here. I know you can do it in I know you have it in see, you. See, this,
0: this does feel like the <laughs> charitable auction item that the world needs. So, Mina Kimes, friend of the podcast, friend of big people everywhere. Absolutely, I feel like yes. she has got this in her because that play with Robert Hunt does not happen without Marshall Newhouse setting Thank the trend. You, you walked Thank so you. that that man could yes. literally fly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, I joined, I, I,
1: obviously, offensive linemen, you get called out for doing something great or doing something bad. I think... I think you did something great. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Thank I'm you. gonna go on record and say this this was great and 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 also this is, this is think, the the only reason they laughed the only reason Donald Penn and, and your friends were able to get it is because you were smart enough and heady enough to make sure you didn't get injured on that play.
2: That's right. That's right. I did walk away with a couple of contusions, but that's all part of it. And I just appreciate. This Thick Boy therapy session right now. Yep. I appreciate Man. the support because I haven't had it since then. And this is good for me. And this is like cathartic. I needed this this relief. So I appreciate y'all.
0: We have come to exercise <laughs> the demons. I, I do want to go back briefly because as we're getting ready for camp. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I want to give some people, if perhaps we've got young football players listening to this, perhaps we've got people who've never been to training camp a little bit, Bit of the life hacks, the things that you as a veteran <laughs> player found as you went along. Because obviously you mentioned some of the things before here, footwork-wise, what you need to do conditioning-wise going in, getting into a routine that you can trust there. Right. There's also the way that you take care of yourself in what you bring and how you prepare for the off-the-field portion of training camp. Sure. So I want to get to that, but I can't not ask about Marshawn Lynch. You had the return of Marshawn to the Bay Area yes. with the Raiders, what was he like? Because so many of us have seen Marshawn and everything he's done outside there. What yeah. is that guy like day-to-day in the locker room? I mean,
2: I just, I'm just jealous that I wasn't his teammate for, for longer. Just, mm. like, the most authentic himself, like, damn if you don't like me, whatever, person ever. I mean, uh, and you just have to respect that. But he's a lot of fun. He's just – he loves football. Um, and he's smart. Like, people just don't understand there's – different types of intelligence on the field, off the field. He's just very smart, very aware, um, and just a lot of fun to be around and a lot of fun to play with. He was probably the best running back i played with up to that point. Um, and it was just like we, when we heard that was a reality, I just started getting goosebumps because I was like, man, the, 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 the hallmark of a great running back is, you know, as a lineman, we're trying to sustain blocks, but he makes you right. He makes you look good. Even if you're a Hall of Famer lineman, a better, a great running that makes you look even better. So I was excited for the opportunity to block for him. And I remember going through camp and and a couple of our first preseason games and just like very, you know, basic stuff. You, have, you guys know about install and how you build up mm-hmm. from the beginning with simple plays, simple formations, nothing crazy because we're just trying to see who can play, who can execute the easy things. And we're playing, and he's just. You know, falling forward for seven, eight yards, breaking tackles on easy zone plays, easy power plays. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Because he's he's giving his effort, but it's not full Marshawn. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, when it's on the line and he's running through the hole, I'm like, I can't imagine truly blocking this guy. So I was getting excited about that. And then just his personality, man. Like, we uh, at home in the, the black hole we were, we played the Jets. We were beating the brakes off the Jets. It was just like, everything was clicking. We, had, we were having a great game. And they took it, take him out. He had run all over the place. Uh, Cordell Patterson had run all over the place. Derrick had thrown all over the place. We were just having a good time. And I'm still in the game. We're just burning clock. And you hear, I forgot the name of the song, It might have been a Mac Dre song in the stadium. And you just see Marshawn get up off the bench, start dancing. And I'm just like flailing his dreads around. I'm like, this is like the most carefree carefree a black man has ever been on NFL sidelines. Yes. And it's just I'm watching from the field. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this just like in video. And it was just (laughs) the best thing ever. And I'm sure they didn't like it, but we were we were killing them. It didn't matter. But that was one of the oh, coolest so moments ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
0: there's not much you can say or do when, as Marshawn said himself, you got a guy running through a motherfucker's face that over much. Over and over and over. Yes, mm. yes. Over and yes. over and over again. All right. Uh, you. So, in total in your career, nine teams?
2: Uh, I can't even remember. Yeah, nine teams and, like, Eight technically that I I played for. There's uh, New Orleans. I didn't I didn't play any regular season games for. But yeah, nine got years. it.
0: Eleven years. All right. So nine teams in eleven years. I got the wiki Wait. pulled up. Can we run through them?
2: Yeah. Oh, right. it might be eight. Okay. Hold on. Green Bay, Cincinnati, New York, uh, Oakland, uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Carolina, New Orleans, mm-hmm. New England, Tennessee. So that's eight. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: Not yeah. that you wouldn't know. I was just doing it for <laughs> our audience for our audience purposes in case they didn't
0: know. Okay. That's good yeah. producing. That's good. That's, that's hey, why you're hey. there. That's why you're hey, so, there. Super, you know super producer Brandon Newman. So you remember. mentioned there, Marshawn Lynch, the best running back you had played with at that time. Yeah. So I want to go superlatives on this mm. one. Best running back you played with overall. Um overall.
2: Who's that who's after him? I guess it might have been it's either him or Chris McCaffrey. So those, uh, the, you know,
1: yeah,
0: <gasps> well, the, I'm, the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. What was the gas? Yeah. Explain yourself. Uh,
2: Christian,
1: yeah, how are Campy. you shocked by that? Christian McCaffrey is in these internet streets right now because the Madden ratings came out, and I believe he's sitting with a 96, and everyone is pretty upset because he hasn't played recently, frequently, uh, consistently enough to, in their mind, get this 96. But I just see it, and I'm just, I mean, not to bring about race, but the NFL loves this white boy. And I love him, too. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) let's be Let's be real real about it. Like we got a right running back who's really good and I I think he I think he got listed in the top 5 running backs for the NFL. I think he was just so he was just it was just hot button. I, just, I so it's okay. you almost you confirmed it in a in a way. And this
2: was, you know, for what it's worth, this was back in uh 20 uh 2018. So, okay, but yeah, okay. I, I I get I get where your consternation comes from from these yeah. Madden ratings, but I I hear what you hear what you're saying. So those are probably the the two best running backs that I played with. All right,
0: best quarterback is that one pretty easy?
2: And uh, I guess yeah, Tom. Just from a you know accolade standpoint, and um, but I I would say I had three of the best all time. I mean, with between Aaron, Eli, and Tom, I mean multiple rings, and then like physically gifted playing with Cam. I mean like. Tom is the most achieved and probably will be considered the goat. But, I mean, how do you shake a stick at any of these other guys? This is crazy. Pretty I've foolish. been pretty fortunate.
0: <laughs> All right. Best offensive lineman you played with?
2: Oh, that's a good one. I haven't really thought about that. Um, let's see. I'll just go through the teams in my head and see. I mean, from a purely just, like, talent standpoint, like, when they were at their peak, it was crazy to watch. Either Kalechi or Simile. mm um, wow. or um, under underrated pick Joe Tooney. Oh yeah, Ooh, from New that... England. Like you want to talk about like was never in a bad position and just like uh, you literally never like graded out the highest I'd ever seen people cause cons- someone consistently and just like was always in the right position, doing like just doing what he's supposed to do. It was crazy to see. Like Kaleche as a guard, um, just maul people when he was healthy and he was doing what he needed to do. Uh, Joe was just a, a technician, was just he made it look effortless. Um, it's funny I played tackle and I mentioned two guards. Oh, let, me, let me think of a tackle. <laughs> was uh I can't, I can't was Bakhtiari him. in Green Bay with you? Yes. Yeah, so Dave. So I was there when Dave was a rookie, so he's gotten okay. obviously hundred times better since then. So I would say Bakhtiari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Rock nice. solid there. And then,
1: yeah, I was gonna say, you got to round out because I'm I'm thinking about the graphic that I'm gonna make. Oh, uh, you're just going down uh, all offense team. The all offense team. We'll go, we'll go,
2: we'll go center then. Center, um, I'll I'll give center to Rodney Hudson. I mean, he's earned that for sure. Um, and then we're gonna do a a right tackle. Um, I mean I played right tackle a lot of years so I can't Yeah, I guess them. that's true. Like, so you're no, you're on good. your own all I, uh, yeah, all good. offensive line <laughs> team. <laughs> um like but I play I mean I started, I started left um for like my first f- uh, four or five years who was just like Oh, well no. This is this is dead air. Dead air. No, it's dead fine. Air. No, 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 no. There's, hey, there's that there's, there's fixed that in post. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can't really pick like All a right. right, a true right tackle because I mean I played with like Whitworth and a bunch of other like other left tackles, and I was normally say, the right. You know
0: what? And I think I think in today's NFL, especially the difference yeah. between left and right tackle is a lot more it's minimal. Like, yeah, the gap is closed for sure. You have a lot of great rushers lining up on that side. Yeah. So, um, best wide receiver, or I go, I'll go Ooh. off. I'll go offensive weapon outside of running back. So if Man. there was a dog ass tight end out there that you want to throw in, I mean,
2: I was just talking with my friend the other day, and it's just. Uh, you know, he's living his retired life. His career got cut short. But I think people forget that he re- redefined his position, Jermichael Finley. Mm. He was a six, wow. six 250 tight end, could run outrun all your linebackers down the seam. He could run every, uh, you know, route out of the Y position. Um, before they cha- – they literally changed the rules because we ran this play where he'd run – he'd be the number three on a like a three-by-one side. He'd run the flat, and the two receivers would stalk, and they wouldn't touch their – guy before he caught the ball, but as soon as he caught the ball in the flat, they would block. Yep. And we'd run that play up and down the sideline just because if he had a linebacker, you had to chase him. Um, Jermichael Finley was just a, a weapon. He unfortunately injured his neck I think in 2014 because yeah. cut his career short, but he was, I think, redefined all the times we see today. Very few of them were doing what he was doing. That was 2011, 12. Like, he was wow. def- redefined position. People forget about him. That's a great and play. then uh, receivers. Um, I mean... Let's see. I mean, oh yeah, the year in years in New York where we would be we just throw slants to Odell and you're like, "Oh, there's like a 1 in 4 chance this is going to the house. Let me start my trot a little bit." Uh,
0: <laughs> the the, line, <laughs> the famed right. lineman yeah, trot, trot. you know, <laughs> like, where you throw my like your hand yep. up to the sky, you show up on LA. camera.
2: Yeah, you're you're putting the one up in the air like that's a touchdown. And there'd be a lot of those that year where he he take a, you know, a, a stick a slant a, a now like in these routes you're like well if they don't have two guys who can like pinch on him like he's going to make somebody miss and just it'll be a, a explosive gain or a touchdown that was just a crazy crazy
0: couple of years i'm glad you said that cuz i feel like with injury and then obviously it's what stupid. went way, on in cleveland just, like,
2: oh man the way people like wanna just like attack his like credentials and like i get yeah like availability is part of this thing when we're you know uh subjectively rating people but he uh was just so good. And you were talking about a receiver, but a weapon. He was probably, he's probably to this day been underutilized as a weapon. You Mm. saw LA try some things with him with the arounds, and he can throw, he can throw better than your quarterback. Probably like there's half the league that he has a better arm than, and there's, you know, you know, a third of the league that he's a better a field goal kicker than. Like, he's just a freak athlete. It's just it makes you annoyed just talking about you. Like, why does one person have all this in one body? But effortless. Yeah, effortless. it's just effortless. He's a dog.
1: Can man. I? Can I? Can I go to church real quick? Talk yeah, about what's it, up? Dr. Hmm. Jr. Okay. One of my uh, obviously Ravens fan, uh, Ray Lewis, hero of mine. Uh, oh. I got to know him at Fox Sports, right? Hmm. He got in a lot of trouble and a lot of heat. After the pizza incident at the hotel, Odell news came out, and he just said, "Odell is having these issues right now because he is a boy who grew up in the church and he got away from God, and this is why this is happening." <laughs> and everybody started. Everyone was killing Ray Lewis for this take. Everyone was killing Ray Lewis for this. Pastor take. Ray, I, I mm. saw, I saw him, I saw him outside the next day. I put him, "Hey,", so, hey. I said, "You know you." You was spot on with that Odell Beckham test they don't know and they don't need to know because if God ain't in them <laughs> at the beginning, like this, thing. and he's like, "Thank you, thank you, B, thank you," like gave me this hug and stuff like that, it was all strong and shit, and shit like that. And and look, look what, look what. I, all I'm saying is, when he start publicly talking about his walk with the Lord again, I think he started. Kind of, <laughs> didn't he start to come uh, together? Things started to come together for him. I'm, a start, bit. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start was... calling
2: you. I'm gonna start calling you Unc. Unc Brandon. That's what you sound <laughs> <say> like. My <laughs> uncle. <laughs> well, didn't he have the uh, stray, stray
0: from God? <laughs> 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 you need to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Yes. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, well, let didn't he, he get the movie? diamond cross on his tooth when he was in yes. Los Angeles? Yes,
2: he had like a, a gold front with like a. Crown Ross yeah. uh, on it. So I mean, there you
1: go. will went he went ahead, God went ahead and made this man a, a Super Bowl champion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all you right. You know what I mean? If he had one more prayer, maybe he wouldn't have got hurt that game. One more prayer. Mm-hmm. The power.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yes. hear the organ warming up in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all right. Let's round out the all team here because this is a podcast that I am making skew offense. I'll just make it easy. <laughs> One defensive player that you played with or against the best like defensive that. player yeah. you ever saw on the field either in practice or game man um God, I played against a lot
2: of good ones uh played with a lot of good ones that's so hard to do just one but um you might be upset about this brandon because here I you know give my mm-hmm. boys too much credit but the <laughs> no He's got be like, panned no <laughs> But, like, I didn't – I knew he was good until I played with him. You're like, oh, no, this is, like, savant stuff where we talk about geniuses. He's a yep. football genius. Luke Keekly. Yes. Just Ooh, football genius. I like that. Like, uh, like that. you know, all the all the, all the the stereotypical intangibles we talk about with white athletes, da-da-da, you know, the you know, gym rat and, and and you know, smart. And, coach and, and on the field. Coach on the field. But then was, you know, running a 4-4 four, four, sideline to sideline. He's predicting your plays. Like, I played against him and with him. Literally, he's like – watch the watch the screen I'm like man we're running a screen like can we get like a little break like we're trying to run a screen so the pass rushers don't run rush so fast and he's calling out he's saying left right power this way and you're like man I hate this dude but he's so good
0: dude, so we That's played great. we played Luke in college and like I the way you described him I think Luke Keekley was the defensive Andrew Luck Because both of them obviously get the tag of being brilliant, but both were mutant athletes. Absolutely. Mutant Mm -hmm. athletes out on the football field. They had it all. We played Luke when he was at Boston College in 2011. Mm It was in South Bend. And it's that same thing. And I mean, we're running a college spread offense, so right. it's even easier for a guy like him to call out. He just didn't have the players around him that could make the plays. Sure, and sure. he got up at the line after one play where we had gained like four or five yards. And he yelled at the guys on defense that I'm literally telling you where it's going. And we looked over at one of the D-line and we're like, he's right too. Like, I'll never forget though, we had one play we had put in specifically for that game where we ran one of those, you know what would normally be like just like a wide end, like, st- like stick right in the line. Line, right and we ran a play where it was a wide receiver catching that like he was going to come back on a tunnel screen yeah. and then flared the running back out where he mm. would pitch it to him in the flat we had not won that run that play once that year <laughs> luke took <laughs> off left did not break stride ran straight past the receiver as he was pitching it and hit our running back for a 7 yard loss man. and that was when i was like okay everything and more that they've said about this man talking about true.
2: reading your mail like it's just the most frustrating man. thing ever He's seen, he's seen clips from when you were in Wee football and he's got it documented in his head you know it's crazy uh, he's so, I mean he was,
1: yeah. he was uh, people talk about it I don't damn every time I say something it always sounds like it's shitting on it but Manti got a lot of credit for coming back for a senior year at Notre Dame I think Luke yeah. Heathley coming out the year before was a big reason for that because he yes. was the number one linebacker. And, and don't, get, don't be shy about throwing that out there, uh, Luke Heekley, best you've ever seen, because I'm, I'm right there with you. Colin Cowherd of the Herd and Fox Sports, uh, I was at his house. I came to a party <laughs> way too early, and he was like, so Notre Dame, oh. tell, me the best, tell me the best player you've ever played with. Like, number one player you've ever played with. And he wasn't ready. I'm a D lineman. I'm a nose guard. And real recognized, real. And I was like, Ryan Kerrigan. He was like, Ryan Kerrigan. I was like, yes, Ryan Kerrigan is the best player that I have ever seen. Like, uh, uh, again, like that motor that he has every play in college. Drop it's the like, arm routine, too. I played him. Like this is, it's
2: annoying. It is very annoying. Right?
1: <laughs> like, he might as, I, I can't. I, in, in the folklore in my head, I think he was playing offensive snaps too. He wasn't, but like he was just always <laughs>
2: everywhere.
0: Yeah, that was oh my no, god. He was yeah, he that's... was he
2: was a, a tough matchup, and just like you knew you were in for a long day playing him. And um, yeah, I mean Luke was off the ball, so I didn't you know we didn't engage a lot. But I you know I'd run and try to cut him. He just you know I'm like all right bye. Like <laughs> yeah, but like the guy like the DNs. I mean just the freak athletes on the field. The Jules Peppers, the Von Millers, the oh, god. J, JPPs, the Chandler Jones is Just like nonstop. Just you know we're gonna take guys who should who've played running back and receiver we're going to add 40 pounds of muscle on them in college or they're going to be freakishly big already and then we're going to let them like get them in situations where they don't have to think and they just get to be a freak athlete and we're going
0: to say good luck so those are the guys that I just hate. I hated. I hated. Yeah, nothing like having to go backwards against yeah. those athletes oh, in high-pressure passing situations. Yeah. So, all right, that's. An, I, I hope everyone has an appreciation for <laughs> just how much great football Marshall has played and has played against. Uh, with a lot of these teams here But I, I want to go back to training camp So mm. if we're putting together a survival guide For the guys <laughs> that are getting ready to go out to training camp Right, right now 11 years of NFL experience yes. on your side here In your mind What are like the few must-haves For mm. you when you're going out And getting ready to start training camp Oh man, so you know uh, You know
2: training camp is definitely everyone's it's a sorting field and there's a hierarchy thing happening with vets you know get certain preferential treatments so if you're a young guy there's only so much you can control but the things you can control bring your own tested battered pillow yes or slash in combo with a mattress pad because Mm. i stayed at i did multiple training camps that were at colleges that they're not up on the 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 tempur a wave that we're on the yeah. uh, memory phone wave. This is coiled up dorm beds that you're sleeping on. And yeah, you're tired enough for the sleep. You're, you're going to sleep regardless. You sleep on a hard, hard, you know, a, a plank. But these beds after about day five, six, they start sticking up into you. Pause. They like, <laughs> they, they're just terrible. They're bad for your back. You wake up. You're like, did I, like, I know I'm in camp, but like, did it, I have to be this hurt right now? So the mattress pad and the pillow, you need to, you know, ask a, a ops guy, like, hey, what's the air conditioning like? Because some have window units, but they might be a little inconsistent. That's when you bring your own fan. It doesn't have to be a big fan. You bring your own fan, get the air circulation going so you can just rest at night and not wake up in a puddle of your own sweat. That's just the worst thing you got. And then we're, we're all big men. We can kind of agree that just snacks. You got to have yep. – oh, You got to, ha- whether it's you, you send the rookies or you go you go to a little Target, Walmart run, you get your things that just kind of give you a little – Peace of mind, you know, reminds you you're not in the suck. Even though you are in the suck, just take your mind away from it. Your your favorite candies. Mike's got his 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 Mike and Ike's that he impulsively bought at the store today. It's the Mega Mix. They're incredible. Yeah, (laughs) they're incredible. Whatever you know, whatever snacks will get you through. um, Because mom ain't sending you a care package. This is not college anymore. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. no care package coming. Um, Those are like the main things, and then just you you don't realize even for big guys you're just you're burning. Six to 7,000 calories a day. It's a crazy thing. So you just got to – you have to eat. Like, it's – there might be junk out there. You just got to eat, like, good calories. And because I, there are times where I'm like, all right, I'm trying to cut a few pounds here. They're like, this bad idea during camp. Just a terrible, terrible idea. Because, um, I mean, they're weighing you – most places are weighing you in and out pre- and post-practice. Pre-practice, post-practice for, you know, for water loss, for dehydration. And uh you're losing plenty. Don't worry about it. And so you got to put in good stuff, put in hydration, put in – um, calories, because it's just like that's not only your calories for your body, but you're you're cramming the playbooks. Your calories are for your head too. I didn't realize I was like there are times when I was younger where I was like my body felt pretty good, but I was just like in a fog. You're cramming so much in at you know into your head at one time. You need to be able to think straight even when you're tired. That's just this is how they break you. I, I was probably one of the last classes that still had to do NFL two days, so I had experienced Ooh, wow. that where you know in Green Bay we had a lot of vets and so every you know every other two a day they give the vets the second practice off so i'm double dipping already doing two practices but i'm double dipping in reps because they there's just less linemen that can rotate around Ooh. and so i learned real quick like what it meant to like you know what is soreness what can you actually do what can like what what should you be like fueling your body for um so there's just things are a little bit easier now it's been negotiated we unionize we mm. you know we uh we fought for some things but um a lot of those are kind of you know must haves you just got you got to make your experience as seamless as possible cuz everything else your focus
0: is trying to make the it seem it, it's all of those the number one thing i had written down was upgrade your sleep setup oh in my all gosh, caps it's so, so important. It's crazy that is incredible advice where are you at on fights in training camp because i always appreciated (laughs) i felt like i you know i came in i was an undrafted guy and even in college i was a three-star guy coming in so i was always scrapping and the advice i got was you want to stand out by any means necessary Hmm. and when coaches tell you hey we don't condone fighting around here usually it's like a wink wink nudge (laughs) nudge say no more type thing right i always appreciated the vets that during the dog days Would start a fight in one on ones kind of towards the end, knowing it would shut the drill down. That seems like a vital veteran move. If you're one of the upper class guys, I've
2: seen that happen. Where like you know they're kind of they look at each other kind of a little wink like now okay now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I would just say like there's coaches who when they say I don't want any fights they mean it. Like Bill Belichick literally kicks you out Mm -hmm. of practice for fighting. Or he makes the whole unit offensive defense just run laps or do up downs like oh. it's he does not play about that and then yeah there are other coaches with a little tongue in cheek um, but I would say don't become the guy that is just the guy who starts fights mm. like yeah like if there's a little bit of tussle and um, you're trying to just you're trying to set your you know set yourself up. If you got to do it, do it. Like, this is grown men against grown men. If you feel the need, go for it. But if that fight takes the wind out of you and you have a rep the next rep and you screw that rep up, what do you think they're going to be worried about? You being tough guy or you screwing up the rep because you're too tired? So it's a a risk-reward for sure. There are guys that came into camp, and from the when we had no pads on, you're like, oh, man, this dude's going to be a handful just because he's an asshole. Yes. And so as linemen, it was kind of funny because we'd pick those guys out and we called it a red dot. You'd put, you put a target on your back as a defender if you were a guy that's just like out there starting shit for no reason because you're making our jobs harder. We're already all in camp. Everyone's tough. Everyone's big. We're not worried about you being being Mr. Scrappy, but like if you're going to make my job harder and you might roll in somebody's ankle or yep. something like that, we're going to let you know, and so there'd be some plays where we'd be like, is, is it him now? Okay, him, and if he jumped up to try to bat a pass Oof. or he's... The balls, the play is gone, and usually linemen cover downfield. We're turning back around and making sure that he feels that's the next play, that type of stuff. So I would just say, you know, read the room, read the room. Well, I was going to ask, is there any win in getting
1: into a fight? Like, man, is there, very, is very little. Lead?
2: No. Like, yeah. if if you're if you're a guy who's definitely you know fighting for the edge of the roster, and maybe they think that. um you know, you're on the edge and you're you're trying to establish a reputation a little bit, maybe. Or, like, you know, they just don't want to see you get pumped. Yep. Like, you don't want to be mm-hmm. punked. No one wants to be punked, So just don't take extra shit. But then if you're out there starting stuff all the time, then you become the guy, yeah, you're interrupting practice. You really are. And as players, we, you know, we kind of joke about that. But, Coach, like, you're literally ruining this period because you started to fight over a little extra shove. And, like, what is that worth? Because at the end of the day, is this a thing where we have to worry about you getting a personal foul in a game? cuz mm-hmm. then it starts to work against you. So it's just I say read the room um and if you you know you you hold your own but you it's that, we're not we're there to play football. We all got pads on. If you want to fight, we can go to the locker room and fight without helmets, without gloves. Like if that's how you want to scrap, we can scrap. We can do that. But like out in the field it's just like and then, you know, if, you, if you're in my position group and you're in a fight, I'm going to come to your aid because that's what teammates do. I'm tired, man. I'm trying to get my rest. You're ruining my rest. You're ruining the rest of the period. So there's levels to it for sure. The
0: overarching advice is always be a team player. This is a team sport. Yeah. Make sure you're looking out for your buddy heading right. into training camp because <laughs> everyone's got to find a way through that. Absolutely. So Marshall Newhouse, <laughs> getting you guys ready for training camp, putting you on game. And the best part now, Marshall, is after you rehashed all of that, Get to go back out. I'm going to have the
2: best night of sleep tonight that I've had in (laughs) months. Because I know guys, I mean, Raiders just reported, their team's reporting. First thing on the docket, physicals, conditioning tests. And I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go have this leisurely bike ride. I'm going to walk my dog. I'm going to go stay in this air conditioning, get me a little um, uh, uh, late afternoon margarita. I'm going to be good. Mm. A little beer. Like, you know, I'm going to be good.
0: So. Oh, send them a text message. Wish them all well yeah. and enjoy the well-earned free time here. Marshall, we appreciate you giving us so much time, man. This is a blast. Fellas, I appreciate it. Hope you be back, man. Y'all are great.
1: Hell yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. Awesome show. Almost time to bring it home. Almost time to put Brandon on the spot yet again. For those who know how we end this show. But before I ask that all-important question, do want to remind you guys and talk to you guys about one of our newest partners here in Dr. Emil Nutrition. Now, at Dr. Emil, they believe in getting healthy in a way that should actually make you feel better. Not just Mm -hmm. someday, but every day by making holistic health and happiness accessible to everyone. Dr. Emile is a doctor who worked hard to craft a health journey for himself, now wants to help share that with others. It's not just about getting to where you wanna be, it's about doing the little things along the way and enjoying that process of getting there. I used the pre-workout earlier yesterday, went to the gym, felt great. Got that effective edge here, hand-selected, safe, quality ingredients so I don't have to deal with the jitters and all that skin-splitting feeling of other kind of pre-workout supplements. And then finish it off with the easy-dose sleep support. Quality night sleep does a lot of good for you, promotes cell regeneration, detoxification, and just gives you an overall boost that's going to have you feeling your best self during the course of any day. Dr. Emil's array of natural, high-quality supplements were hand-selected to enhance each aspect of your personal wellness. Jersey. So visit DrEmilNutrition.com and use the discount code Gojo20. That's G O J O two zero for twenty percent off plus free shipping on all orders. That's Dr. Emil spelled D R E M I L Nutrition.com. Now, Brandon, do you know what time it is? oops i
1: did it again i played with your heart this that and the third oh baby baby oops you think i'm in love that i sent from above i'm not that innocent oh you think i'm done i'm not done yet i'm not done yet because oops i did it again to your heart. Got lost in this game, oh baby. Oops, you think I am that in the third. I'm not, not that, that innocent.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we may have a new champion. Because this, that, and the third, the segment we've been finishing off this show with since its inception, has had Papa Roach Brandon Newman as the number one holder of the belt. And I think, oops, I did it again, Brittany Brandon Newman may have dethroned it.
1: You like it. You like it.
0: I loved it, Brandon.
1: <sighs> I even, loved it. Even better than Kirk Cousins. You love it.
0: I don't just like that shit. I love it. Incredible stuff from Brandon Newman, as always. Download, subscribe, rate, and review, leave us a five star rating and a review, and you let us know at Gojo Show on Twitter as well if this is the one that is finally supplanted. Cut my life into pieces. It's this, that, and the third. Um, we will wait to see if that ends up being the case here. In the meantime, Brandon, let's start off with this, uh, courtesy of ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. The Philadelphia 76ers star guard James Harden is returning to the franchise on a new two-year, $68.6 million contract, including a player option for the 23-24 season, sources told ESPN. He's guaranteed $33 million for next season and has the opportunity to decline his $35.6 million player option and negotiate another free agent deal next summer. Harden had declined the $47.4 million player option for next season and delivered the 76ers a massive dose of salary cap relief here. So, Brandon, making good on his promise, taking a little bit less to try and help this team go out and get him over the hump. Yeah, I mean,
1: outside of the the Brooklyn Nets, this will be the first time that we've seen James Harden have an offseason with the team that he's going to be with, and also... Last time we've seen James Harden, like James Harden, actually want to be somewhere. Now, hopefully, he can change up the trajectory. I mentioned this to you off mic. uh, Playoff wins in the last 15 years. The Philadelphia 76ers are sitting at 37, while Jimmy Butler, uh, somebody who, if you remember, used to be on the Philadelphia 76ers. I know Joel Allen Bede has not forgot about it. Jimmy Butler has 46. Playoff wins in the last fifteen mm. years. So hopefully, hopefully, James, uh, Jimmy Hard. I don't know what his nickname could be. The beard. Yeah, uh, I
0: don't want it to be Jimmy Hard. You don't like Jimmy? I Hard? I really don't want it to be Jimmy Hard.
1: I like Jimmy Hard. I think I might. I'm, a, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make fetch a thing. I'm gonna make Rufus catch. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm actually happy to see him do some things that are out of character for him because he sees himself as a superstar and therefore he does a lot of sucking up all the money that the team has to offer.
0: That's a fair point Brandon and I think this is, you know, one of the things James Harden, I think this if you're right for what the perception has been of James Harden for this to now be his reality in Philadelphia, I think speaks volumes about where he is coming off of last year where he started with the Nets forced his way out because he saw the way things were going. And I'm sure he's starting to realize that he's not going to have this many more cracks at it, not with a Philadelphia team that needs Joel Embiid at the center who has to absorb so much pain and destruction in the middle being the best player on that team. He understands there's a limited window where he's going to be the guy that they can count on to do that, and so he's got to do everything in his power to get to that point. So, kudos to James Harden. Yeah. Taking a little bit less, even though, God, that still sounds like so much freaking money um Brandon let's get to that this uh I think it's a crime I think it's an actual crime (laughs) Baker Mayfield the former Cleveland Browns quarterback according to awful announcing says that Progressive Insurance declined his pitch for a moving out edition of his at-home commercial series for Progressive now Remember, Cleveland traded Baker Mayfield to the Panthers last week, and at Progressive Field, where the Browns play, Baker Mayfield had been the star of some of the best commercials and commercial acting we have ever seen from an active NFL quarterback. That is not hyperbole. That's just the truth. Okay, That is just the straight-up truth. He is the best current acting quarterback we have in the National Football League. uh, I don't think it's particularly close. No, I think you need to slow
1: down. I think you need to slow down because now Tom Brady is getting the Denzel Washington effect where Denzel Washington doesn't go read for movies. Movies get made around him. And now that everyone is, now that Tom Brady is getting commercials built around him, Matthew Stafford, you can say the same thing. We talked about this with your dad last week. Commercials built around them. I don't know if I can necessarily say that Baker Mayfield is the tip-top anymore. And I understand that you enjoy those commercials, and I think it's very cute that you enjoy those commercials, the same way I think it's cute that you enjoy Pugs. But I don't know if if Baker Mayfield is was, was really that dude. And it, it's sad that this got out because it proves how thirsty it was. Because in my opinion, it looks like Baker is thirsty to act in those commercials and this proves it that he was just he he really wanted to like end the series as if it was friends. He's like the, the finale has to be great and they're like, uh no no, no thank you.
0: <laughs> I just think it's a missed opportunity by Progressive Man. It was the best ad series that they currently had going. Stop. I don't, don't care what, say what you say. That. No Brandon You you're talking I'm sorry? about someone
1: that has flow on the on the depth chart. Yeah. Did I stutter it was the best series they have out, and then there's commercials out there where Flo acting like her sister, and you're saying that it was the best. Like they-, they took an off day. Like no, Mike, let's not be silly. Like let's not be silly. I know you love football. It is but let's the not be silly.
0: best series of commercials Progressive has done. Period. Not and period, the fact Mike. That they I think that right now, that's definitely no. a no. Period. You're the wild, fact that you're... they declined to give us, as a nation, the closure we deserve. Because remember, we had been along for this journey, too. We had been watching Baker Mayfield work his way through his home at Cleveland, struggling with the power downstairs, struggling to get groceries in <laughs> through the gate, enjoying a book club with Jedrick Wills, one of his offensive linemen.
1: i not about to say, you, you better name the best of those commercials, the smoke detectors.
0: Oh, Incredible.
2: That's, That's me, Brandon. One?
0: Iconic. Iconic stuff. I need Baker Mayfield to have a resurgent year in Carolina if for no other reason I need him to be good enough to host Saturday Night Live because I believe that is where the prophecy gets fulfilled. And that is where he realizes what is his dream and his purpose on this earth is to become one of the greatest active players to host Saturday Night Live, in that shows history.
1: Mike, I mean, we got... We'll be talking we
0: about him like Peyton Manning. Coming off of that. I, I was
1: about to name another Manning. I was going to say, now we can say that Eli is good, decent in commercials. Don't, don't, let's not. I, I'm i glad we finally had this conversation so I could, I could get this off my chest. Because I've been quiet every time that you've said he's like the pound for pound, the best acting football player, quarterback, whatever it is, the hyperbole you're using to articulate Baker Mayfield's strengths. Like, yes, he's good. Yes, he's a personality. He always has been. Uh, Look at the crotch grab when they played Texas uh, his senior year. Like, chill. I guess – actually, did Baker ever – did he become a senior?
0: Uh, I don't remember, but all your points are wrong about this, and (laughs) Baker Mayfield is great. Baker Mayfield called this a missed opportunity. By Progressive, and I tend to agree with him. So, Progressive, it's never too late to do the right thing. You guys can make this right here. I'm sure the groundswell of support for Baker Mayfield is going to be strong. Because, again, while Baker Mayfield has been incredibly polarizing on the field with what to do with him as a player, this is the one thing I can say with certainty about his career and I can continue to feel good about. So, Brandon. Wait a minute. The
1: one thing that I want to – the only way I want this to end is Flo to walk around – Cleveland Brown stated, Baker, 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 and then Jacoby Brissett was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he moved. He moved. He moved down south."
0: You see, you just did it right there, Brandon. <laughs> you know, you understand it's a great concept and a great opportunity, Starring and the flow. fact that Baker is willing. To be an actor in this, that he is willing to be the good guy in this is incredibly telling, and the Carolina Panthers have to feel great about the caliber of teammate they're now getting because that's a level of humility that I think we've been waiting to see in one Baker Mayfield. Let's get to the third, Brandon. Uh, Thank you to the hordes of people on the Internet that have been tagging me in this nonstop for an entire day's news cycle. I was impressed this got as much traction as it did because we have media days going on for a lot of college football conferences across the country. We heard great quotes that we will get to as conference previews and NFL divisional previews will start next week on the program here at Gojo. Plenty of great quotes come out of media days. But at SEC media day, quarterback whose name is starting to get a lot more traction when it comes to perspective NFL draft boards next year, even a little bit of Dark Horse Heisman Trophy love, is Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, who was a Penn State transfer to Kentucky last year, enjoyed a really, I think, season with a lot of growth under then-offensive coordinator Liam Cohen, who's now the OC for the Rams. And during last season, Will Levis, before he was known for being part of a Kentucky offense that kind of glowed up a little bit, was known for doing some wild food stuff. Remember, he was the guy that bit through a banana peel to eat the banana from the side, and then became very well known for the viral moment that hit again at SEC Media Day. Mayonnaise in his coffee. Video got no. put out from SEC Media Day of him squirting a very significant amount of mayonnaise yes. into his coffee cup, freshly poured at SEC Media Day, mixing it up and then happily slurping it down in a way that stunned me, Brandon, because I watched Alyssa Lang, my former colleague at ESPN and the SEC Network, do that on the television program, uh, Thinking Out, or uh, sorry, Out of Pocket out-of-pocket last yes. year on the SEC Network and nearly lose her lunch. Like, it is not for the faint of heart. So I'm pretty impressed. Iron stomach on this kid, draft stock up.
1: Listen, as someone who counts calories and who's weighed his food and all those things like that, there was at least four to five tablespoons of mayonnaise in a standard eight-ounce cup of coffee. Not like one at, at Starbucks. Like the standard little white cups that come for free. That are like in your hotel room, that you never use. There is what four to five tablespoons of mayo in that eight-ounce cup of coffee. Oh yeah, like that is that is like crazy. I uh, one of my friends, Sean Hurley, he they had Twister come through. Uh, he was a producer back at um, Sports Nation, and Twista came through—the one, who, the rapper who raps really fast from Chicago. Everybody remember Twista? Twista, everybody remember Twista? You remember Twista? Of course, I remember Twista. He made. He famously rapped
0: on Kanye West's Slow Jams.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, an overnight celebrity, uh, which was his uh, uh, single. Oh, oh, oh. said she wants some. Okay, can't do it that fast. I don't know if somebody can twist Slow
0: down, okay. baby. Slow down.
1: I said all this to say. Sean told me that, you know Sean Hurley, he, yes. Sean told me that he made coffee for Twista, and he said, what do you, how do you like it? And one of those standard little cups, he said, eight cream, eight sugars. Now, you know why he wha- raps so fast? Because <laughs> got a lot that of That man's heart is out here fighting <laughs> <Yes>. for its <laughs> now, life. Now, I, I, I bring that up to say, that may have the same nutritional value as the amount of mayo that Will Levis put in his coffee. And I, I do want to mention that he says he doesn't do it often, but every now and then he likes it, which is beyond me, but at least at least you can put that on his heart. I, I think he's falling down some draft boards with this because I think he's showing he's clearly more so of a football player than he is a quarterback. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for your franchise.
0: I, I honestly, Brandon, that actually was like a fair assessment of him last year as he was a guy physical ability wise here, incredibly quick release, great runner, and still learning how to be a quarterback in the more refined sense. So you wonder if people are going to latch on to that.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm here in Louisville. I, I've, I've seen some Kentucky games. I've been very impressed with him, but, uh, who got, who got, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the team that drafted his main receiver, uh, the Giants. Oh, it was think, the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wendell yeah, Robinson. Look, if he can if he can pull off the season he had last year, even close to it, without his offense coordinator, without uh, Robinson, then he deserves to be on your draft board. But right now, I think I think let's let's put him on a bubble. Let's put him on a I, bubble. He may I, he may be a
0: second third round guy right now. I will say this is a bridge too far even for me. Like I applaud Alyssa Lang for doing that for scientific research. And as someone who famously dunked Oreos and mayo and a bunch of other stuff on TV during a bowl game, like this makes me gag. like I am one of those hardos and one of those psychos that takes their coffee black and so the notion of this being the thing to cut my coffee just weirds me out the way he stirred it I was upset with how well
1: the mayonnaise mixed in like it very it very quickly became a cup of coffee with cream in it and oh my stomach even just saying it oh
0: yeah listen Will Levis you have my respect, man. You have my respect because that is a stomach built different. I cry, I pride myself, Brandon, on having a cast iron stomach that's been forged through years of being a fat ass. And even I have to push back from the table when I see that. So no, to answer everyone's question, I haven't tried it. I didn't have anything to do with that. Will Levis is acting of his own accord here under his own free will. And he's done this already. And we're still letting it out here affecting us like this in 2022 here. Man, I'm excited for football season to kick off. I thought I, – now,
1: obviously, we have, we have a rundown. I know where you're going to go with things. I thought you were switching the order of things when you said the last thing should be illegal. I thought you were, gonna, I thought you were bringing this up. Uh, <laughs> we're, no, we're,
0: listen, man. Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to yuck his yum on this one, man. Let your freak flag fly when it comes to that. We have people out here with a lot worse-looking cups of coffee than one stuffed with mayo, so we'll leave that for another day here. However you take your coffee – We're glad you've made it to the end of this podcast with us, as always. If you liked that, download, subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Put the automatic downloads on. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And maybe even tell a friend about it here. We appreciate you guys. Again, Summer Fridays. We are off for the rest of July. We are excited as training camps are around the corner. So ice up. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.